and welcome to Up To It, Down To It, Episode 2. I'm your host, Carmen Shustar, and with me is Ty Robertson. Hello, I'm Ty Robertson, a VFX artist from Atlanta, Georgia. Roman Fruhan. My name is Roman Fruhan. And Miles Dill. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. I'm a sailor from Bermuda, and I get into a lot of trouble. And this is up to it, down to it. Uh, we have the four of us here. We will take a topic and just kind of go through it. I uh, usually be something not very specific, uh, but we actually have a bit of more structure this time. We actually had a another episode to created before, but it didn't get saved all the way. So we only had about 15 minutes of it recorded out of like an hour and a half. So it didn't work out. We'll probably go back to the topic we covered there sometime in the future was actually about the state of modern games but i think it worked out uh just because it was a little jumbled anyway but that's okay this week though we have an interesting topic ty would you like to tell us what this topic is all right this week's topic is the battle of the batman uh which batman movie actor portrayal uh series all of that is the best uh, and why is it George Clooney as Batman and Batman and Robin? I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> so, okay, we're breaking this down into four sections. Section one, who is the best portrayal of Batman slash who is the best portrayal of Bruce Wayne? Uh, section two, which series has the single most entertaining film? Section three, which series has the single worst film? And finally, which series is the best to watch from start to finish? Uh, some caveats for this one. Uh, if you're going to talk about series, the, the three series that we're talking about are the Burton Schumacher series. For all intents and purposes, those four movies are one series because they have, you know, overarching plot points, overarching actors. And even though they're super different, the first and second half, basically they're one continuity. Uh, the Christopher Nolan trilogy is the second series and the Chris Snyder con, uh Chris Snyder. Sorry, Chris Snyder. <laughs> Our friend Chris Snyder. Um, the Snyder continuity is the, the third one, uh, which in includes uh, Man of Steel, uh, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. Um, yeah, and uh, you can kind of interpret these questions any way you want. Uh, what's best for you might not be best for somebody else. Doesn't necessarily mean closest to the comic books, just means what you think is best for like Batman. So if you're freaking super like into the Snyder series versus uh the burton schumacher series or even just the burton films that's fine like it's whatever you personally like or if it's vice versa so uh without further ado let us begin who is the best portrayal of batman comron best portrayal of batman uh even though he hasn't been in much i'm gonna have to go with ben affleck Ooh. of the snyderverse as batman opening statement i i i have to agree with you on that one really uh he he uh, yeah uh, be, me being me who no. doesn't really like any of those any of the Zack snyder universe movies uh i can agree that that ben affleck is the only person who has successfully played bruce wayne and batman decently like he, it has not been perfect, but I would say that he 
manages to pull it off but that that duality better than every other actor that's gone for it all right so you're for for both best portrayal of batman and bruce wayne is ben affleck yes all right so yeah and you can separate those you don't have to you can have one actor who you're like this is best batman this is best yeah we're, we're, are we starting oh, with I've batman got a, or yeah i've got a whole bruce i've got a whole you can, you list. can list off both if you want what's your other for bruce wayne oh, okay Remember? bruce oh, wayne shit, i might um hmm no that's cool intro it let's go that's actually a little bit more tough for me. I, I almost want to say it's between Michael Keaton and Christian Bale, but if you I had to think choose, I had to choose. I think I got to go with Christian Bale as a Bruce Wayne. All right, yeah. And I'll, I'll get into the reasoning after. I oh, think no, we'll just cool. we'll just go through the list first, and then we'll start getting into right. it. This is a big surprise, Miles. Look. What's yours going to be? Because <laughs> you're going to freaking hit me with a right. <laughs> the curveball as well. Best Batman, I'll definitely give it to Ben Affleck just for his like physical presence. Like he was really whooping guys' asses, and like when he was in the gym, he he had like he was angry enough to be Batman, where he was like, "I'm just gonna train and beat Superman's ass." Like I don't even care if this guy's Superman and he's lifting like the the big ass weights. But for Bruce Wayne, my favorite one is Michael Keaton because. He, he had the perfect amount of, like, brooding as well as sophistication where, where you really got a sense of he sits around and thinks about what he's doing. All the other Batman, like, they, they just are upset or I feel like Christian Bale's, like, they, they try to make him too much of a cool guy. Whereas Michael Keaton, like, he comes off as a Bruce Wayne that is baffling to know is Batman. Like Ben Affleck, you could be like, yeah, of course that guy's Batman. Look at the size of this guy. Or um, on the flip side, you could look at Christian Bale and just be like, yeah, that guy's cheeky enough to be Batman. Like, look how how like arrogant this guy is. But like Michael Keaton, you'd be like, you're Batman. But <laughs> well, <laughs> so I I think before Batfleck showed up, Michael Keaton was the best choice for 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 who balanced both of them i i think uh because he he does do a he does do a good bruce wayne and he does an all right batman and and until then i mean we have i mean a- after that we had val kilmer who was i don't know who decided to to make that casting choice because uh, he wasn't good in either of those roles george clooney who is is bruce wayne in real friggin life i mean this dude he's just a playboy that's all he is and as soon as he puts the bat suit on it's just like i just see bruce wayne putting on a costume that's funny that you should say that because george clooney is my pick for bruce wayne yeah i mean george clooney is bruce wayne (laughs) and then when we get to christian bale i mean he plays i i think christian bale plays a great Batman because he's scary as shit at some times, you know, I mean, I I would not want to walk around a corner and have Christian Bale, Batman screaming in my face because I'd probably just shut down. But uh, Ben Affleck is, is really the only one who, who has been able to balance both roles like Michael Keaton has, but he elevates it. I think more than Keaton. Well, then I'll say, I should say my pick for Batman is Michael Keaton, um, just to get it out there. 
but I guess that's a good place to start. Like, no. all right, Keaton is like a very balanced, like easy choice. I feel like I'm making like the obvious choice. It's like, are you a retro fan? Or are you a modern fan? And I feel like I'm a retro fan uh, just because I grew up on the, the Keaton movies. Well, yeah, I'm, um, I'm a retro fan. I think too. we all grew up on the Keaton movies. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's like what gets a lot of people into Batman. Not to mention the fact that it, it's like directly tied to uh, the animated series with like the music um and kind of the style like it heavily influenced like what we saw as batman as kids and i think that this is kind of the question like when i was pondering like who i was going to choose it's kind of hard to like distinguish between am i am i looking at the actors like acting ability and like how well they portrayed what was given to them or am i really you know or am i really enjoying the the writing like is it really the writing that's making this good because i think the reason i like michael keaton as batman is more just the way he appears on screen like he's so minimal um like uh he's on screen enough but like the whole like way that he's introduced and the way he's utilized as batman is so just like stark like it there's not a lot of speaking i love that it sets up a lot of these really cool shots where he can just like have these really menacing glares and have these really sick, you know, walk on and walk offs for scenes that make him look super cool. The way he uses the gadgets, like all that stuff. But that's like not Michael Keaton's doing. That's like the writers and, you know, designers and costume department, all that stuff. And it's kind of hard for me to think like, can I pick him based on that? And I guess I am because I just like really want to because I freaking love him because I, I don't think I could argue for anybody else just personally. But yeah, it's hard to kind of distinguish what makes Batman good and like did Michael Keaton make it good or is it could it have been good with anybody in that role just with the artist surrounding the role, like creating it and making it good. Mm, I, I know I know what you mean. Like yeah. that, that's my relationship like the Christopher Nolan trilogy is I think they're the best written and the best produced. However, that production value still doesn't create magic. And ironically, despite it being the most consistent trilogy, I think it's like the most stylistically inconsistent because like the first one is this really cool reimagining of Batman. Like Gotham City is Gotham City. Um, it's It's got like, you know, a cool take on all the characters again. But then you have Dark Knight, which is virtually realistic Batman in Chicago where he's just got like the tactical suit on everything's it's like almost like a spy crime movie yeah, yeah. Then, i realize um, the farther it gets from like classic batman suit the less i tend to like it like I, yeah. i'm like one of the few people who really really loves batman arkham asylum over the other two arkham games and it's almost exclusively Same. just because he's so like he's so simple in arkham asylum it's classic suit classic gadgets no extra yeah. fluff like that's it and I, I really love that style of batman for, for real. And I think um, what, what kind of gets me is I actually enjoy the third film of Nolan's trilogy because out of all of them, it's the, the one that feels the most like a comic book. I feel like Bane Why? is a because book it's, villain. It, comic uh, book stuff happens. Yeah. It's a fantasy. It feels the most fantastical. Whereas like Batman Begins, just the setting is fantastical. In, in Dark Knight Rises, like everything's fantastical in it. And for, for lack of a better word, I think the best superhero movies are truly bizarre adventures. Like if, it, if it's not strange and an adventure, then I think it's as a superhero movie, it's failed. So like, I, I don't understand how there's like this kind of obsession now with realism and logic 
despite the concept being so illogical. Okay, interesting. Hmm. I I don't know if I agree with you on the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> well, well, I think we'll get to that in a second. We're still, yeah, we're still we'll, on we'll Bruce Wayne's and Batman's. So let's not we'll get, get there. into the I'm, series I'm, themselves. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, we'll no, it's cool. Well, like, um, something that's interesting. We mentioned Val Kilmer being like a weird, uh, like casting choice, but like, I actually had like him as a runner-up, um, but I didn't know where to put him because he's such an interesting Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, and again, you why? Can, because he sleeps through the role. He uh, again, it's like this is a writing thing. I don't know if I can like attribute this to Val Kilmer or just the fact that like he's in the movie where this happens. But I like the fact that like the love interest in his movie is like his psychiatrist, right? And uh, they introduce this element where he like legitimately can't process like that it's not his fault that his parents were killed. Like he actually like can't really like remember it very well. Like he has repressed memories. Which I was like, oh, that fills the loophole for like why Batman is like constantly obsessing over his parents' death, even though he's like a thirty-year-old man, and he was like, you know, a child when it happened. And they bring it up. In I every guess it does movie. affect like his relationship with uh, when now he has a Robin for the first time. Yeah, it, they they introduce this concept that it completely shifts like his perception of reality, and it makes it so that he's scared to put her into any sort of danger. He doesn't like the idea of having a sidekick because he doesn't want to put somebody else in danger. And it finally, you know, sets up the final act when both of, you know, his main relationships gets get captured. And they do the freaking, you know, choose, like, you know, who are you going to save? The damsel in distress or your new sidekick? And, and then it, Kiss from a Rose starts playing. Yeah. Then, <laughs> da, 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 the Batman theme. Yeah, the Batman theme. <laughs> the official and, Batman theme. That is actually a Batman theme. Yeah, yeah, for real. It, but he saves them both. And he, there's that little monologue at the end where he's like, because I'm both Bruce Wayne and Batman. And, like, it's silly because Val Kilmer, every time he stops speaking, has his lips open the entire freaking movie. And you can see his teeth and his jaws just hanging limp. <laughs> so it looks oh, super weird. Oh, good old Val Kilmer. But it's like, he's in this strange role where I'm like, yeah, this is kind of actually, like, working for me as, like, a, a Bruce Wayne-Batman connection because he, he fights his final battle as both Batman and Bruce Wayne. Like, those, you know, two sides of him collide and I'm like, dang, what a good setup. And unfortunately, it's Val Kilmer playing Batman. <laughs> so it's like I couldn't actually give him the award for like either a good Batman or a Bruce Wayne. But like it hits that nail. And I'm like, dang, I really wish somebody else hit that like that story did. This award is supposed to go to you, but it says it, your name's Val Kilmer. This yeah, just sorry, simply Val. does not work with us. Like it, it just doesn't. <laughs> I see what you mean, though, at least when you're talking about Michael Keaton. He does, at least at that time, does really bring in everything. And at the time, too, like at least before Nolan's trilogy, that was pretty much Batman. If you didn't read the comics and yeah, like as far as the animated series, they were one and the same. Like you, had, you were like, you had the movie, the movie's so successful, then the show starts, and the theme like the mask of phantasm theme is basically the batman 1989 theme and they just go right through it and then uh eventually i mean if we really wanted to obviously we can't include kevin connor in this otherwise he would fucking oh, he'd freaking dominate he is here batman. but yeah he's he's i'm batman like it's he, he doesn't he's the default doesn't. voice in my head when i read the comic books like it's same exactly but 
Keaton really does a great job, especially I would say not even in Batman, but um, Batman Returns. Uh, he, he, I think that's does... where he really grows. I- I'm curious how you guys feel about this because uh, since there's a lot of uh, picks for um, Ben Affleck, uh, he he does kill. <laughs> Michael Keaton does kill guys, quite a few guys in Batman Returns. Um, people tend to gloss over that, but yeah, he's got freaking guns on the. On the Batmobile, he throws that dude down a down a sewer drain with a bomb attached to him, and he explodes. Um, he he shoots guns in an open street from the the freaking plane in, in the first movie. I think they were fine, Ty. Dude, I <laughs> think they were about? okay. That guy didn't die. They had they had insurance. They're okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like... convinced that that the Ben Affleck depiction of Batman got like so blown out of proportion despite like like it is basically a modern 89 batman and how he acts and fights crime like where he doesn't explicitly kill criminals but he does not give a fuck what happens to the criminal like i mean i think um i think it, it was a disney psyop you know i like i feel it's so <laughs> how irrationally treated zach schneider's movies are when there's like such open comparisons to pre-established concepts that they're comfortable with. Yeah, like, and that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought it up. Well, but... I think also that it's probably because at the people are, I feel like at this point too, I, I don't want to like say it outright, but I, I felt like it, like people were just looking for excuses to hate at a certain point too. Like no, that's yeah, why. People can oh, sit yeah. here and forgive Michael Keaton's Batman for like straight up killing dudes. And, and, like, I literally didn't even think about it as a kid. That, like, there's plenty of scenes where a bunch of random thugs, like, no way they survived. In Doesn't the- Batman, like, where did, okay, where did the, where did the trope of Batman does not kill people come That's from? Because question. I feel like Batman did kill people. He did in the beginning. He had a gun in the beginning of the comics. So when did Batman all of a sudden decide, nah, you know what, Probably I'm going to be. Probably when a- it became more, like prevalent you know among child audiences. yeah sometime i don't know exactly when but i would stifle a guess maybe somewhere in the 40s through 60s um i would say well before uh adam west but because in the dark knight returns comic or is that the one is that the frank miller one the yeah. dark knight returns yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah in that comic book when he shows up in the bat kill dozer and just starts like gunning down all those dudes in the junkyard like I mean, he is murdering those dudes. Uh, it wasn't those in, are rubber bullets. Nah, yeah, not did, until the animated did, film, whenever that scene plays right. out, and he, he turns that. over and oh, tells he he? Robin, he just goes, "Rubber bullets." No, in in the comic, he he go he says it to the the reader. He like kind of says it to himself, where he's like, "Rubber bullets." I promise. I didn't. Are you kidding me? I'm I didn't pretty sure. Dude, like, that. yeah, oh, yeah. He's still bad. Right. Yeah. Sorry, said, bad, bad but, Batman fan over here. No, no, but I'm That's saying, fine. Roman, you still have a point, though. It's because the thing with the, the book is he's so cynical and jaded at this point where the reader's unsure if you even believe him. Because you don't yeah. see these guys get back up. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I honestly, I don't believe him. Like, I mean, after watching friggin' uh, Batman v Superman when he one hands the M60 and blows up the guy with a with the flamethrower i believe you. i just like uh, there's no <laughs> oh, way so like after watching him snap like 50 dudes necks i'm like that's the guy that i go i think batman killed a man yeah 
No, that was you, you watched it wrong. Roman. I feel You're like fine. Batman. Batman picks and chooses. Like he has no problem just killing nameless thugs. But when it comes to the Joker, like he gets a huge boner and he's just like, I can't. I like the the what? idea that like because Joker wants him to kill him. That's I know. Oh, so all I got to do is say, "Kill me, Batman," and just go rob a bank. I think it's just the fact nah, that like, that's how you get your spine broken. There's this, <laughs> <laughs> there's this theme in Batman that like, you know, his main villains, like his rogues gallery are all just like, you know, they're, they're just people who have been through like traumatic experiences and are like, you know, mentally affected by them. And so they're crazy, but like, and that's sort of, I guess like the, I don't know if you want to call it a crutch. Like it's what the story's kind of leaning on this idea that like, a person who like isn't even in control of their, their own actions like are they truly evil um and i guess that's the moral argument for like why batman like never kills any of his like main rogues gallery but will like you know take out like a henchman it's like well the henchmen had their choice like they're choosing to to like kill people and and do crime meanwhile like the joker is like you could argue that he's not even in control of his own actions. Like he's just so far gone. The man made fish smile. Like who knows what the hell is yeah. going on in his mind. <laughs> yeah, true. The other thing too is, is you have to look at like what these goons are doing. Like if I take a dog, no way am I taking a job from the Joker where he's like, Joker's like, look guys, here's the scam. We're going to like gas an entire school because it's funny. And you're like, yeah, boss. <laughs> pretty good like, dude it is like, true i was thinking about that when i was replaying uh when i was replaying arkham asylum when he gets a hold of like the the bane you know serum and he's yeah. just like he's over the intercom he's like all right line up boys like it'll make you bigger it'll make you stronger not saying it won't affect your brain i promise like <laughs> i mean it's like uh sorry we're gonna say miles but okay like they do a good job and I guess the fictions I do enjoy is that there's like different stages to goons like um, Rupert Thorne, right? The random mafioso goons. A lot oh, of those, in the animated series. Yeah. 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 They, they don't get a hard time because they're very much working to feed themselves or their family. So like they just get like beat up. But like, dude, on the flip side, if Lex Luthor's like, all right, I want you to kidnap Superman's mom. <laughs> he'll blow her up with a flamethrower once batman gets here yeah sick bro that's sicko mode dude like of course <laughs> not to mention earlier in the film the mercenaries killed a bunch of people in africa like they're not decent people they're there to get beat up like dogs, plus in the ultimate edition isn't there that woman that's like a witness and she just gets hunted down and thrown in, th or thrown in front of a rail car or like a, a metro train. They they blew up a guy in a wheelchair. That is very true. <laughs> yeah. True. Like and people all of a sudden have sympathy. And a rewind another good episode of hypocrisy is then they show the new Edward Cullen Batman or the new um, vampire whatever the the pretty boy. Um, his name is. Uh... Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I've been yeah, struggling yeah. with names all so, night. <laughs> who's who's Edward Batman? They show a clip of like <laughs> these random teenagers looking at Batman walk up to him and they're just filming him. And then Batman just like breaks the face of one of the kids and keeps punching him. And everyone's like, yeah, that's what Batman does. 
beats the shit out of kids hanging out in an alley. <laughs> okay, that dude was like 30. That guy that talked to him, that dude was like 30. Maybe we'll get some context with him. One of those people yeah, in that crew were like kids, but a lot of those dudes were like grown-ass men. Well, so like, hang God. on. So, so if we're talking about Batman, and I kind of mentioned it with the Val Kilmer like duality, like what makes a good Bruce Wayne? I think, so that's, that's the hard part where each one is a little bit different because the whole thing is Bruce Wayne is a mask for Batman. Like the whole, like at least to a certain extent, whereas I guess the reason I would say at least my pick was Christian Bale uh, as Bruce Wayne is because you actually get to see him as Bruce Wayne. Like he still tries to kind of not necessarily balance uh, which you actually do get through like he's like yeah I might try to give it up and all this stuff it's not necessarily he's not as dedicated in the Nolan trilogy as he is let's say in the uh, basically as uh, Batfleck or as Keaton or Schumacher like that whole run there uh, this is one that's literally just trying to make things work and make the city better and then hopefully get to leave it to be with the woman he loved that he feels like he was robbed of having because of his troubled past. And then when he finally gets there, you know, she gets taken from him, even though she was recast before that. And it felt already weird after that. And it's like, yeah, you can let her die. It's, you know, it's weird having two of the same person, but, uh, you know, you get into DKR and the man's like freaking broken, uh, from literally everything that transpired, but it's like a weird, bruce you don't really get to see i guess i think that's a big part of it you have to see the bruce wayne side come out in a significant way like i i I agree he's got to be a mask for batman but i do very much appreciate it when bruce wayne the character like gets scenes that are also like legitimately good like a, a good example of like a small scene from the animated series that's good i'm gonna misquote it but like there's a scene where like uh Bruce Wayne is like scoping out this dude in the animated series and he's like playing golf with him and the guy's just being a real dick to his caddy and like when the caddy hands uh Bruce Wayne like you know his club he like thanks him and calls him by his by his name and the guy's like ah you fraternizing with the help Wayne like and (laughs) yeah and uh and and uh he's like He's like, yeah, like, you know, he's got manners. And um, it's like these little touches of like Bruce Wayne has like humanity. Like he's got to keep the uh, appearance of being the sort of, you know, billionaire playboy. But like, I also like it when he's like, you know, at his core, like he is Batman and he's got to like do what's good for other people in the long run. And I love mm-hmm. seeing Bruce Wayne do stuff like like George Clooney. The reason he's also a good Bruce Wayne, like character wise to me. Oh, but the back like, credit card? No, not the back. He's Batman in that scene. He's not. He's not Bruce Wayne. In, in the, the, the scene where um, I, mean, I feel like everyone should just be like, hmm, mysterious billionaire dressed up as Bat throwing his money around. Yeah, hmm, who is that? Mm. Yeah, he's a horrible Batman. But like, there's the scene where he's you know with the press, and uh, you know Pamela Isley comes up and tries to get him to sign this like insane bill that's gonna you know uh, like stop deforestation or whatever but also at like the cost of like all these people's jobs and livelihoods and and lives and he kind of politely turns her down in front of the press and he's like look sorry human lives comes come first I'm, i'm sorry even though she's like completely blown up on him and he like gives her this invite to the charity ball that he's hosting and he's like genuinely like pretty decent to her like this weird insane lady that came up to like try and catch him in front of cameras um 
And I'm like, dang, that was good. Like, that was a good little touch of humanity where, like, Bruce Wayne has to keep up the appearance of, like, a billionaire who's invested in, like, you know, maintaining profits and, you know, looking good for the press. But he's also, like, a good, decent guy and, like, a real human being. And I'm like, dang, a lot of the times Bruce Wayne's just portrayed as this complete dick who, like, doesn't give a crap about anybody. And I'm like, dang, the one freaking, one of the few good scenes of George Clooney where he's Bruce Wayne in public and he's, like, a nice guy and tries to make, like, a difference in somebody's life and it's a villain and he doesn't even know it. Like, <laughs> that's a good scene. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, for, for me, a Bruce Wayne has to be someone you would never suspect was Batman, even though all the dots are there. So, like, I do like how how Michael Keaton has this swag where, like, yeah, he's a billionaire playboy, but, like, he, he looks visibly disinterested with all the stuff. He's got all this cool shit in his house, like weaponry, armor, and all this stuff. And, like, it just seems like, yeah, he could be a generic billionaire, but, like... If someone were to say that's Batman, it'd be like, oh, you know what? You're right. I would have never thought, but now it all makes sense. But I think the critical piece Michael Keaton has over all these guys with just sheer swag is he's got a widow's peak. You know, this guy's stressed <laughs> out. All these other Batman, Batman would not have a full hairline. Superman has a full hairline because you don't have to worry about nothing. Batman is going to have the widow's peak. This guy, this guy's stressed. 24 7 like yeah. <laughs> like he lives for stress so like i think the the combination of like his his like nice attitude the widow's peak and then like how he lit like walks around and lives was like very bruce wayne-ish to me even, even down to like oh i don't mind talking to this person walking around my house randomly like this is actually interesting i want to talk a to good the scene where like, he like he he the guy jokes around. about um the reporter dude he wants a grant and he actually gives it to him yeah <laughs> like he's messing with him he's like he's the i'm gonna make him look like a jerk in front of everybody and he's like alfred give, give he asked for, how much did you want he's like give him a grant <laughs> like <laughs> it's a good yeah. scene yeah, I, I do agree. Like, that's why I was very um, in the middle about choosing Keaton or Bale, just because Keaton is just also just well-rounded. He's very just fully organized as Bruce Wayne. Like, he's already fully established as Bruce Wayne and Batman. He knows exactly what he's doing. And he, you could tell, like, I mean, you don't really get, the, the only thing is, like, you don't get, I guess, like, the full what happened like what kind of bruce wayne are you really it's just the full like um hey he's rich he still is eloquent and he's able to maintain that style as bruce wayne and once he's batman he's like a completely different dude where i guess with bale you actually see him from start to finish you actually see like the full like oh this is not well-rounded whatsoever this dude is like completely just like fucked in the head at this point uh, just due to like all the shit that's happened like he's ready to kill Carmine Falcone just run over to him with a gun and then what happens is like uh or no he's ready to kill the guy that uh kills his parents and Falcone does it for him and he's just like I wanted to do it and all this other shit and eventually we see him like I said you just watch his journey which I think what really hit it the most was Batman Begins just because you get to actually see him train to become Batman, but he's not Batman yet. He's still just Bruce Wayne. And I think that it's really then, what was I going to say? 
it, it's the switch to where afterwards he's finally established both and now it's like hey you have to become two different people now and then he goes from hey i'm just bruce wayne coming back i'm trained as like this basically super soldier and how am i supposed to have people recognize me it's like i'm still gonna do good things but i'm gonna act completely reckless about it and he you know like he drives the lamborghini in front of a, another car to save a guy and That's just goes oh there's a scene yeah yeah, and he's just like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> and I think that's why I would choose him, just because he has more of a... There's more revealed about him as Bruce Wayne, whereas Keaton, as much as I love the complete just everything is smooth, is that's all you get is that and nothing else besides like that full like front picture, I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you got any final thoughts before we move on to the next point? Listen... I've been quiet for too long. I've got a thought. The only person that's been able to pull off Batman and Bruce Wayne perfectly is Adam West from <laughs> Batman 1966. Because that Batman is just a detective in a goofy costume. He legitimately does detective work. He's a private dick. He shows up to fucking nightclubs dressed as like Batman. <laughs> and he's just like, so you've seen the Riddler come through at any point in time? <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. Many, and then people are like dances. buying him drinks and shit. And they're just like, they're just like, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm on the job. So just plain orange juice. The usual. <laughs> and then whenever he, takes, down? whenever he takes the costume off, he is literally walking around in like the smoking jacket. He's got like the puppy. Yeah, he does chip. have the best. Family. Babes are just like surrounding him, and he just can't be bothered. He's putting on such a good act. It's just like whenever he gets kidnapped, and they're just like, "We're gonna wait for Batman to show up because we've got the most important man hostage in town." He's just sitting there, just like, "Yep, where's Batman?" <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne. Where's Batman? And he throws like a little temper tantrum. He's the perfect blend of how you do Batman and how you do Bruce Wayne. And yeah. no one has been able to do that because everyone's too busy, like trying to think about like, oh man, how am I going to get, how am I going to get Batman to be the next thing printed on a girl's hot topic shirt? Yeah. I miss silly Batman. All right. No, I get you. Well, then, in that case, second topic: which series has the most entertaining film? Now, this doesn't have to be best; mm. it can be best for you. But which is yeah. the most entertaining film? Genuinely, this is going to be the Renegade option. But hey, when I rewatch Batman and Robin, I'm like, <laughs> yo, that God movie damn just right. has everything <laughs> in it, dog. It's got like, everything. Dude, even even down to like when it cuts to Mister Freeze's lair, and all his um, all his goons are like shivering, <laughs> and he's like conducting the concert in, in his like chrome bathroom. Like, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age, dude. He straight up freezes a man for interrupting him, and then he reads the newspaper right after anyway. Dude, he that movie is so good. I Absolutely. I Absolutely. I stand with Miles. I don't have to say anything. Oh my god. 
Batman and Robin is the most entertaining fucking Batman film Dude, on the goddamn planet. I, I think the thing I like about it is 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 truly it's a bizarre film in every sense. Like everything is a fantasy, how people act, like the buildings, like everything is is a cartoon. And I know that some people prefer like grittier takes on Batman and stuff, and that's awesome. Like I do actually like some of the other takes as well. But um, the reason I like Batman and Robin, and a close second is Batman 1989 for me, is because it like truly transports you to a different world. Like this, this is Batman's world from top to bottom. It's not like what if Batman existed. It's like truly like we're going into a place where it's Batman's world in Batman's logic. And that I think is like holy, holy encapsulating in how I consume content. I, 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 I agree with miles 100%. Those, those are the only, the, the Schumacher Batman films and the Tim Burton Batman films are the only films where I don't question myself. Is this a universe where a man named Batman would exist in the Burton and Schumacher films? Absolutely. In in the Dark Knight Nolan trilogy, even in the Zack Snyder trilogy, I just don't believe it. I think uh, I mean, like at least from those movies, like the the scenes that really just always I I never can they they're always somewhere in my mind lurking somewhere. It's like just when uh, they pull the cord out of Bane and he just starts shrinking, just like. He's like, I think he dies. Like, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Like, Robin and Batgirl kill him. Or um, one of my other favorite moments is when Jack Nicholson Joker has the boombox and he's just running through. Or like, uh, I think his henchman. Oh, singing. Oh man, no, they've got they've got the boombox. They're playing like an unreleased Prince song. I've actually got that single. It is, yeah. And they're just fucking up a. They're they're screwing up a museum, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that stuff was fantastic, and I do love those movies. And I will reiterate, like I, I basically talked a lot about Christian Bale as. Oh, Bruce is that Wayne, not your but... choice? Are you not no, sure? it was Bruce Wayne. Uh, I mean, it was Christian no, no, Bale. No, no. But... Sorry, but for your like single most entertaining film, is it not Batman for or sorry, uh, Batman and Robin? No, no, no. I love oh. those movies. I love them. Like, I mean, what? you guys know. Out of the four of us, I am definitely probably the biggest Batman fan here. But absolutely, like I still oh, read the yeah. freaking comics. But uh, wearing the Batman shirt. Yeah, I, I usually do, except right now I'm wearing Godfather. I was going to say, you know, that's not Batman. Don Corleone, man. What have they done to my boy? But yeah, so like... Uh... I'm going to go with Dark Knight Rises. I am not hey, shitting you. And everyone... Hey, on that's, that's my occlusion. That's a third. So let me, let me so explain. The movie hurts my fucking... I brain. know it. I, that's... Okay. So everyone usually says like when most people, at least when they, when they, you know, the average person you talk to them, maybe about the Nolan trilogy or something and they go, they'll rank it and they go like Dark Knight, Dark Knight, Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises. Or sometimes they'll go Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. I am that weird person that's like Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins, Dark Knight. And everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, well, I don't know, but something's wrong with you because I am right and you're wrong. And then they <laughs> if I'm wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no. Okay. So the reason I love this and as I grew up, you know, you got those four original movies and I loved them to death. I really did. I watched them all the time. Uh, every now and again between it, you get like the 66 movie. 
and then you just had an animated series. But like once those Nolan movies came out, I was so confused because like uh, Batman Begins came out. I legitimately, as a kid, thought it was a prequel to the 89 movie because like they end it with like, yeah, the Joker's coming. And I'm like, oh, and then Jack Nicholson comes in. Oh, that's so interesting. And they go, no, there's an actual next movie coming out. And I was like, oh, yeah, this <laughs> isn't like a prequel prequel. This is like a new series. Yeah, this is when I was. I had no idea what a news article like. People like actually figured out movies before they no, were yeah, in the theater I, I actually on a trailer. Thought the same. I, I thought, yeah. oh, cool. This is like as soon as they pulled the Joker card, it was like, oh, it's like the other Batman movie with the Joker. But for Dark Knight Rises, the reason I love it so much is it, 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 it's the best of a product that never got to actually come to full fruition. Like people don't get maybe i'm wrong i could be completely wrong but i always had a theory that if uh heath ledger didn't pass away uh he would have been in dark knight rises oh, and the reason i say this too it's the perfect storyline and no one ever really noticed i think but if anyone ever read the book batman nightfall it's the book where bane breaks batman's back you know it's the iconic moment but before he does it he actually uh break open he breaks open a prison and Arkham Asylum lets everyone out. So this whole like first book is just Batman gathering up everyone, not sleeping for multiple nights, and he's going nonstop. The last two villains he has to catch are Joker and Scarecrow, who then team up. And once he defeats them, he goes back home. Bane's waiting for him and goes, "Yeah, well, fuck you, Batman." And then he just like <laughs> breaks the shit out of him and stuff like, and then it's over. In the Nolan trilogy, you get Raz Al Ghul. And Scarecrow in the first movie. Raz al Ghul dies. Scarecrow's still alive. Second movie, Two-Face and Joker. Two-Face dies. Joker still alive. Dark Knight Rises. You have Bane and you have Scarecrow and you could have had Joker. Right there, I saw so much that could have happened that we never got to see. But instead, we got something else that was much more Bane-centric and I love the shit out of Bane. I love it's like yes, fire rises. <laughs> it's it's amazing because it's like it's not re he's like yeah this is a grounded realistic universe and you have a dude just like that talking doing all this stuff invades catches a city and literally takes over a city and the government goes we can't stop him and I'm like that is insane and you have yeah. like Talia El Ghul in it it just gets I I love it I love all of it to the point where I remember this movie came out the same time as Avengers. And, you know, like the scene, all the Avengers come together and everyone cheers. And I did too. And it was like a really cool moment. But when you have all the cops versus all the robbers, basically, yeah, it's, it's legendary, the biggest game of cops and robbers. There is literally a scene where people have machine guns and they decide to just brave heart charge each other it's cuz they fire directly into the air yeah we're not, they, they, they do some of the okay, what in some of the god's fucking name is can, that can I movie explain dude? This one? can i explain this one go for it go for it explain it to me please one one it's got a huge error like it's got fantasy in it the one I like the most of it is out of all the batman movies it has like the highest anime energy like, the only thing that movie's missing is I wish before Batman and Bane fought in the crowd full of cops and robbers, I wish Bane was like, don't you see the merits of an anarchist society? And then Batman would be like, hmm, 
your philosophy is flawed. Like, and, like <laughs> break it down to them. And then they'd be like, well, I'm going to have to teach this guy a lesson. And then they have a scrap. Like, So the reason, so, okay. It, this, this makes like a, a lot more sense episode, now. Like, so we're like, looking at, we're looking at it in like so bad it's good logic like like how we like batman like and robin suspension well, I mean, of disbelief logic i guess i it, that's, it, that's it, the thing i love it it's like the only one out of the nolan film where he cut loose in making a batman movie in every capacity see it, i don't it, think that was intentional though i think yeah, i think nolan wanted to make I think Nolan really wanted to make The Dark Knight Rises, but Heath Ledger's death threw a wrench in that whole plan. Like I and said, they yeah. had to do extensive rewrites and rewrites and rewrites and rewrites and still meet that deadline to where it didn't piss off the investors and piss off fans. And he just kind of churned out what he could. And that's why it feels like a jumbled mess. But that jumbled mess feels the closest to an anime i guess like out of any movie i could probably watch that i I would honestly consider it's probably one of my top movies of all time like i love that movie so much because of how just much of a comic book it becomes compared to the other two um, sorry like i I know no one needs to watch jojo's bizarre adventure have they not i will but just not yet oh yeah no worries like like just a a bit of a digression one of like the best thing the series does is before the main character fights the vampire dio like they always give you a scene where dio becomes even worse of a person than you thought he was so and that's something they do in all animes like they make the villain look worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until the hero like finally beats them the thing i like about dark knight rises is they made like Batman's situation so implausibly ridiculous at each turn, it got more exciting. Like Batman's cripple. They gave every criminal in Gotham AKs. There's a <laughs> nuclear bomb in Gotham. Dude, they sent Navy SEALs and the criminals caught them all. Like, and dude, hung them. They Navy hung them from the bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they hung the Navy SEALs and we're like, yo, don't send any more guys. Dude, people are willing to blow up and shoot school children to stop criminals. I mean, to stop normal people from evacuating. Like, the U.S. government just out of nowhere is like, no one can leave Gotham. Like, like everyone's stuck there. And then Batman's in prison with his back broken, and then the guy's like, bro, I can fix your back, and just, like, punches it. <laughs> like, he, he gets his chakra unlocked, like, his back <laughs> chakra. <laughs> and then Batman comes back and starts, like, assembles his army and like dude it's not about shooting each other when you see the cops and the robbers like they can't shoot each other that's a fight for the soul of the city like they, they really have to, the cops have to put the robbers back in jail and the robbers have to beat the shit out of the cops like like that's not something you handle with guns like you gotta roll up their sleeves and have a big scrap and even down to where like no like guys try to fight batman and bane in the fight but you know they're looking for each other like it's medieval like it's the highlander <laughs> dude and then they have the super scrap like yo this was wicked it, it also is the only nolan film with like really good fight scenes too and even then some of them kind of suck like goons just fall on the ground oh you mean that scene on the on the building <laughs> that dude just like hits himself and oh, falls yeah. down <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> they gotta wait their turn like video game npcs like <laughs> i yeah i think it's batman's passive ability 
quote on like villain confusion like where henchmen of a certain level just can't hit batman (laughs) 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 but yeah it's it's just so you get all of that in one massive movie and guys don't even forget like i love i I love the early movies because you get like prince you get uh seal you get even r kelly i think has a song in batman and robin gotham city (laughs) but in dark knight rises you get the chant of all chants that still is in my mind every day of my life that's just like ishi ishi basala basala and just like that shit grows in you and you're just like oh my god oh my god oh my god Bane was like, go to the shadow dimension. Like, banishes him <laughs> to the prison. And then Batman's like, well, you know what, bro? I'm so lit. I'm going to get... Like, I have to learn, like, Bane's darkness secret technique to get out of here. And then he realizes, like, the technique is actually caring about your life is the way to get out. So, like, he, like, defeats despair. Like, I thought that was so lit. And then um, the, the only thing I don't like about The Dark Knight Rises is... They, they like, kind of squabbed Talia al Ghul. Like, I'm shocked that you used that take of her going, like, and she just, like... (laughs) 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 That was was pretty intense. I was like, okay, really, guys? Or, like, at the end where um, it's like, what's your name? I'm like, oh, he's going to be, like, Dick Grayson. And your boy goes, it's Robin. Robin. (laughs) My name's Robin. It's like, I love that they just assume. So it's just like, yo, what's your, what's your, what's your name going to be? What's your super name going to be? Uh, well, shit, my name's Robin. Uh, so that's what, that's what kills me because you never, I'm like, did Nolan read a comic book or did he not read a comic book? Nolan just assumed that the casuals were so invested in this that he couldn't possibly use a comic book name. (laughs) Well, that's, so this is where it got, you're you're like, oh, you got Razzle Ghoul, which no one, and you'd never think anyone would use Razzle Ghoul in a movie. And then you have Talia and it's like a full cohesive thing there. And like, you know, you see Bane and Ben and Robin and then you get this Bane and you're like, oh my God, holy shit. And then you get to Robin and you get to like just that way, and you're just like, he read the comics, but but did he read the comics? I dude, the now dark I don't Knight, know. I'm not the, sure. <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises. Watching the Dark Knight Rises for me is like watching fucking Caligula. Okay, it oh, is. Man. It is a. It is rough, but there is a good movie deep down inside of it somewhere. Ah, it's just digging, digging for it it's it's not worth it for me but that that is that's for you miles that's for you comron i don't even know if that that might not be for you ty but well, it's, it's weird it's, I, I would say uh... it's, it's, yeah the only way to make that movie more hype is um talia should have like betrayed him earlier in the film and when bane showed up and like batman's like broken on the ground she should have showed up and like kissed bane and been like Dane's my real boyfriend. (laughs) They should have fucking yeah. Remember when she showed up and was just like, you remember how Bane is like the smartest, most badass like villain in all of Batman's universe? Nah, he's just my pet. Yeah, Yeah, my pet. I was just like, wow, nice throwback to Batman and Robin. Actually, (laughs) in the comics. um, Oh my god, Comron. Here we go. Uh, they actually interact once where Bane tries to woo her and become Razzle Ghoul's heir. And then it, I forget what happens exactly, but it backfires because Batman shows up and Talia's like, Beloved, come. And then he's like, I'm here, Talia, and all this also, other shit. Remember? They also have a kid. Remember, remember how. Have a kid. Wasn't Catwoman in that movie? Yeah. Yes. See, okay. I, honestly, Anne Hathaway is my favorite Catwoman. 
by far. Yeah. I know she Michelle did Pfeiffer absolutely nothing. Dude, the thing that bothers me about like Dark Knight Rises is kind of exactly what Roman was saying, where it's like this movie that feels like it's got these really interesting things kind of buried in it, like genuinely like i didn't even say it earlier because i didn't know if i could make an argument for it but my original pick for this topic for for this question was batman forever because it's got like these super like high highs conceptually but these super like low lows acting wise so it makes big lows yeah so it makes for this funny mix of like really entertaining ideas mixed with like horrible like direction um but like i don't know if i that's like for me personally that's really funny and entertaining but yeah, it's like I, I honestly feel like at sort of an equal amount of like, oh, their ideas were good, but I just can't get into it for both Batman Forever and Dark Knight Rises. And it's not to insult either film. Like I actually get a good amount of enjoyment out of watching both of them. Dude, but my my like, my so film professor moments, like in my Dark my Rises. film professor was on set for for uh, Batman Forever. He said that was like the one set that he almost walked off. I think he almost got fired too, but like there was so much cocaine involved. They were, they were getting like pages. It's just like, where's the page that we're supposed to be shooting today? Oh, it's still being written. It'll be here in 30 minutes. It was like that. They were writing it around the toys that were made like a year beforehand. Dude, I would just love to imagine that if you just have Kistra Murrow's playing and you're looking, Kistra Murrow's is playing and it's just panning through the set of just people snorting cocaine. Oh man, I mean like tables, truckloads of cocaine. Yeah, well you can tell. All I'm just imagining is like sitting down, like railing a line. You pull the cow over your head, and you're like, "I'm Batman." Someone cut a hole through a Batman action figure and snorted cocaine through it, going, "This is how I get my cocaine <laughs> is through these fucking toys." There you go. No, you're where are the dude. drugs going? <laughs> you can tell, like, whenever Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey are like left to their own devices, and they have like a monologue in Batman Forever, That's like great. you can you can see them like just kind of go off and do their own thing, and there's some of the best scenes in the movie because they're probably going off script. They're probably just making up their own stuff. Like the first like Tommy Lee Jones two face monologue where he's got that dude on the ground and he's like introducing the concept of the coin legitimately sounds like it inspired Aaron Eckhart's version of it in the dark Knight. Like it's like actually pretty close. And I'm like, dang, this was like actually some pretty wicked improv acting. If that's the case, we don't really know because Tommy Lee Jones freaking hates that movie and doesn't want to talk about it. Ty, there's something about Tommy Lee Jones where that man, there's that, there's something inside Tommy Lee Jones's head. I don't know what it is, but like in every movie that you watch of Tommy Lee Jones, he's like calm, he's collected, he's just like, yeah, I'm Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, gets an Oscar for that. But then, like, you've got Batman Forever and and you've got Natural Born Killers where he's just, like, pure, like, injected, like, mainlined Tommy Lee Jones. And he's just going, I got a freaking coin. (laughs) Like, you're just, where did this come from, dude? And I think it was the amount of cocaine on set. Isn't it that that was the one time he worked with Jim Carrey, oh, and then Jim he was Carey. like, I'll never work with Jim yeah, Carrey yeah. again. Oh, yeah, he would like wanted to murder that man. Well, so. apparently, Jim Carrey would come up and like freaking tease him and prank him, like leading well, because up to filming. Fucking, what's up with what's up with freaking people playing Batman villains and just taking it way too seriously? Oh, yeah, 
Well, that's why I kind of like it. Like, I love the uh, freaking bit with two-face where he's at the uh the big circus and he's like trying to figure out he's like he's like one of you big wigs knows who batman is one of you probably is batman and i'm like see that's, that's so funny like <laughs> that's fun but then like jim carrey being a dickhead on set heath ledger getting himself killed from taking it too seriously freaking jared leto oh gosh just oh, being like i that's not even like preparation for a role that's just being a dickhead I don't like I, <laughs> like he's a real Batman villain. Congratulations! Remember all those times that Joker mailed Batman used condoms? Like oh, funny? classic Batman, classic Joker. Riddle me this, Batman. Fucking Batman. Joker's taking his shit on the steps of City Hall again. <laughs> That's yeah. No. Honestly, the thing that gets me with the Jared Letters Joker is he wasn't crazy enough. They they should have used him more. Well, okay, so that's the whole thing. There's a shit. They only showed. They only used like ten percent of his footage. Apparently, yeah. There's, there's actually, actually there's all this actually stuff another scene with uh, him and Harley Quinn that I saw that was either on the extended cut or leaked or whatever that was like legitimately better than what you saw in the theaters. And I was like, what the yeah. heck? Why? Yeah, no, I what? think I honestly think they could probably cut out the, his most flavored parts. Uh, but I, I don't even know. I haven't even watched the extended cut myself. So I, 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 I can't like how like um. The, the Zoomer Joker, right? I, I call him Zoomer Joker because, like, you <laughs> some Zoomer Joker. So, Jared Little Zoomer Joker. The thing I like about Zoomer Joker and, and Ledger's Millennial Joker. Zoomer Joker is like Zoomer. Like, he don't care about the philosophy of being the Joker. Like, he's just an asshole because it's funny. Like this guy's like Robin Banks and like shows up wearing like furry suits to shoot up the prison. Or like I like the scene where he's like dressed like a cop, like to where you don't even know it's the Joker until he takes the helmet off. Like or even when when people on Reddit were like, I can't believe the Joker put all his weapons in a circle and laid in the middle. I'm like, of course the Joker would tell his goons, yo, go spend three hours laying out all my equipment so I could just lay in the middle and Make a TikTok. Make a TikTok. It like, makes fun. me think of uh, Max G had a video talking about like the different Jokers, and he goes, he's like, I only have two rules for the Joker. He has to tell jokes, and he has to laugh like an idiot. That's it. <laughs> yeah, like, you know what? That's kind of true. <laughs> and he's like, the best part is the jokes don't even have to be funny. He just has to think that they are. <laughs> honestly, honestly, the Joker just has to be insane, like. I, I love how Joker had the chrome Lamborghini or chrome Ferrari <laughs> and was driving and crashed and Harley Quinn flew out the windshield. Like <laughs> it was a it was a purple Lamborghini because they made There's that song. song. <laughs> Hell yes! Joker, I will say Joker, the Two Cent Squad still actually has not not including that song, but actually has a pretty good soundtrack. Assembled <laughs> like, soundtrack. My last comment before this like, derails into a Joker podcast. Yeah, we'll so go. I love yeah. <laughs> But my last Joker comment is, yo, like, Jared Leto's Zoomer Joker should have been, like, filming music videos of Chief Keef and shooting machine guns up in the air and shit like that. Like, And then shooting Chief Keef right afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then walking. Like, dude, it, it's, no like, kidding. it's the Joker to antagonize Boomer Batman. That's the thing I like about it. Like, dude. Batman's a Boomer, like, look. And order, and the Joker's just like, I need a TikTok. I'm gonna rob a yeah, bank. Yeah, <laughs> I am starting Dude, okay. a TikTok today, and he starts shooting hostages. One of the yeah. funniest <laughs> moments from 1989 Batman is like 
when Joker becomes Joker, like when he makes that transition, oh, yeah. he keeps one goon from his original squad. He's like his his best bud, and you see him throughout the movie. He's the guy who's like Joker's right hand man all throughout 1989 Batman. And then right at the scene where Batman shows up and destroys the parade, he gets all pissed. And he's like, mm, Tony, give me my gun. And he hands him the gun and he just shoots him. And it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. I'm like, that guy was his best friend. And he shot him because he was just a little upset. Like, that actually made me cackle. <laughs> like, how out of nowhere it is. That's so because, it. dude, the Joker's a freaking gangster, dude. Like, I mean, in yeah, the, right? in, he's he is, he is like Don don corleone like on on meth like he's I mean, insane in some of his, even go off of it in a animated series like he's supposed oh, yeah. to be one of the mobsters whereas like i guess if you look more into his original other versions the, he's the like a uh, hat like you know yeah and it's he god there's so many different versions now like in the comics you know like he's more of like this dude uh, they have different personas of him one he's like the crime lord that's the red hood and others he's the guy that got fucked over and got put into the red hood suit because he was just too stupid and poor and it's just <laughs> like it, it's all this different stuff but yeah, yeah. All, right, all right all right all right enough enough joke. next next question what series has the single worst film oh or, or least entertaining if you want to put it that way what what for you is the worst as, as much as I like Zack Snyder, the the theatrical cut of BVS was tired. Like, that was tired. Like, I was like, ooh, like, no. But the, the ultimate edition, flames. flames. I haven't seen it, but I do have to agree that when I was thinking of, like, Justice League, because it got butchered in development, I'm still going to hold out opinions on... Oh, you know, uh, do we the... count Justice League? Well, it, we count it, Justice League. Yeah, 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 that's part of the series. I, I, I oh, Justice League. Yeah, Justice yeah. At least okay. I can I could laugh at, like, Batman and Robin, I think, uh, if, if Justice League wasn't created, I would say Batman and Robin in a heartbeat, but I also just, it, it's just the worst in terms of just being the worst. Like, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's also fucking hilarious, because I could quote that movie every single minute of just Schwarzenegger and other things yeah i could at least say that batman versus superman whether you're talking like the ultimate edition or theatrical cut at least it's like made with a person with a singular like vision but justice league is so cut up and like you know altered from the original trailer to like you know the way it looked in the second trailer which is like drastically different to having two directors who one's you know got his mindset and the other's a freaking marvel director the one other one came in like fucking krampus with his tongue i was like let's see what changes we can make and laughs we can play let's put in some goofy quips like yeah yeah i think we're oh yeah quips i'm like no please we've already done that for like 30 movies (laughs) please stop Oh God! Ty, you and I, I was I was staying at your house for a little bit. That's right. And, we saw BVS together, and and we we said we were not going to see it, but we got up the next day and I saw or you saw the reviews. Just like Roman, I think <laughs> yeah. we have to go see it because I mean they were like they were like the worst review, the most scathing reviews like we had ever seen, like in a very long time of a new movie. We went and saw it. And we, we sat it was, uh, it, next to a poor woman who'd been ostracized by her kids. Oh, yeah. That? Wait, was yeah. this what? We sat next to a woman. This was 2016 or 2015? Uh, 2016, 16. probably. Yeah. It was we, like right after, was it after Civil War came out? Because we all saw Civil War together. I didn't go see it. Oh. Uh, 
but uh we we went into the theater and we there was a woman sitting by herself in the back and there were no seats left so and it wasn't like arranged seating so we just went and sat next to her and we're like hey like why are you by yourself and she goes oh my kids are down there but they they didn't want me to sit next to them we're no, like, it was so oh. sad it was so sad but you, like, did you just lay in her lap movie. and say i'll be your kid we're like yeah no kids. <laughs> start stroking well, so, Ty's hair but like but the thing about batman versus superman was I mean, it, when we saw it, I, I haven't seen the ultimate cut or anything like that. It's just not my thing. The movie sucked, but it, it wasn't so bad it was good, but it wasn't so good it was great. It was say, just like you're. I sat in the middle. I can't remember if, much of BVS. Yeah, it felt like three hours long. Jesse Eisenberg pissed in a friggin' jar. <laughs> and then... Wait, did he? Yes. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk. Miles oh and I, because Miles like, and I, you guys watched it together. You know what? Roman you finish might up be Roman, and then Miles right and I now. will jump in because Miles and I watched it together. Roman as might well. be convincing me to change my pick because I'm realizing that perhaps the worst thing about VVS is the fact that I can't remember. Yeah, any of it. it's just and Justice League is extremely memorable for how like bad well, it is. <laughs> Justice yeah. League you watched sooner though. Whereas BBS has been is, like four like, years now. I've thought about Justice League's theatrical cut so many times and how interesting it is to me that like how badly it got cut up. And in a way, maybe that makes it more fun to watch because it's like this no. abomination. How dare you, sir? How dare Dude, you I say it's more fun to watch? entertainment out of watching abomination films. Like things that have maybe been Maybe you are the devil, son. <laughs> All, okay, wait. Let me just wrap my thing up real quick. All yeah. three trilogies have a or all three film universes whatever you want to call them dude they they've all got some good things about them they've all got some really really bad things about them yep um and the Zack snyder universe i could honestly care less about because there wasn't that one movie that got me invested in it in the Nolan universe, I thought Batman Begins was okay. And watching The Dark Knight as that kid, I was just like, holy shit. I love bank robberies. I really love Heath Ledger. I'm into this movie. But The Dark Knight Rises was the, is I think the only Batman film that ever pissed me off. And it pissed me off so hard when I saw that in theaters that I stopped giving a shit about comic book movies. I really did. And that's why I think Batman and Robin is my favorite Batman movie of all time, because that is the only one I can throw on and be just like, look at how shitty this is. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and other than Batman 66, I mean, I think that television show is fantastic. And, and I love the, the Batman 66 film. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, I mean, I don't know. I think they're all bad. I'm sorry. I think they're all bad, dude. <laughs> the only Batman bad. films I own are 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 Batman one and two, the Tim Burton ones, and Batman and Robin. I even I I skipped out on Batman Forever because every time I watch it, I've got those like fun memories of it, but it just never lives up to those fun. But memories. Roman, it has our favorite song. I know it's got "Kiss from a Rose," but that's why I've got the Seal single. And I don't need to watch the movie for it. That is true. Yeah, just I, I just I can play that. I can play that song on loop every day. I did that uh, in high school too, too. Way too much. I think. Yeah, we did I that in college. All the Titans movies called Batman Forever. Like I, I rate that so highly. Where it's just like Batman is forever. Like <laughs> I do love that. 
yeah. I'm just getting right. Batman tattooed, and I'm just like, he really is. That's my thing. Worst Batman film for me, Dark Knight Rises, because it pissed me off. Other than that, that's 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 all that's all I got. <laughs> well, I guess this kind of goes back. If we're talking Justice League theatrical cut versus BVS theatrical yeah. cut. It's something that Roman has always said that it does hold true is that one of the worst things you can be is forgettable. And Justice League was like, again, I get some sort of sick enjoyment out of watching films that have been turned into Frankenstein's monsters. And so I think I got a lot of enjoyment out of Justice League. And it's I've only I've literally only seen Justice League once and I've seen BBS once. And I remember like the entire turn of events of Justice League, and I unfortunately don't remember much of Batman versus Superman. And uh, and I was freaking drunk for Justice League because we bought VIP tickets to watch it in a theater where we could get super drunk and have someone drive us home. Well, Ty, I will say my only my counterpoint to that is that's like saying that Star Wars Episode Eight. Uh, oh, fuck, what was it that. called? The Last Jedi is better than Solo because you don't even remember Solo existed, but you can remember Last Jedi because it made you so you just like point. it hit it all the me, wrong emotions. Made me see well, with rage. <laughs> well, here's okay. If we're going that route, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just using another example of why soul. that doesn't work. <laughs> Who's gonna get my vote? Yeah, okay. Uh, then I think Star Wars Episode Eight is the best of the new trilogy. Ah! Because it's the only one that I remember because all of the other ones were just forgettable trash, fast food. The eighth one was like a gourmet meal of all the food that I hate. I'm never going to forget that. I think I'm dying. <laughs> I'm never going to forget that. I think my, like my heart just is this man dumped his, heart, this man stopping. This man dumped his brain on a silver platter and was just like, here's Star Wars Episode Eight. I'm never going to forget it. Star Wars Episode Eight is when that dude kind of, he unzips his pants and just drops his balls on your shoulder and just goes, I hope you're enjoying the film. I would never, like, I, I would never I, forget that in my life. Exactly. Star Wars Some Episode Seven. balls on your shoulder and he's like, I hope you're liking Dang. the film. I was, I was trying to explain Star Wars Episode Seven to someone and they literally told me that I was just explaining to them Star Wars Episode Four. Blew my mind. Star Wars Episode Nine. I, I can't obvious. even remember what happened in Star Wars Episode Nine. Oh, I can so, tell you that one. But so I, all right, that's Star a different episode. We're, yeah, we're gonna do. A, we're gonna do a sequel episode. I just I don't want to do that episode. We're gonna do it. It's gonna piss me off. It's gonna be fantastic. We're gonna I don't want really to do. I'm shit. All right. Anyway. All right. Back to the point. So, all right. You guys watch BVS together. Yes. Miles and yes. I watched BVS together. And I remember that, Miles. We were so hyped and we got into the theater and we watched it. And we just kind of we turned to each other at the end. We we're like, I don't know about that. <laughs> that was more, <laughs> man. Like, it was funny, too, because we were ready to be all hyped. And then we just kind of looked like, I think we have to admit it. Like, this is <laughs> not that good. Dude, you know that crying Wojak? Dude, I was the crying Wojak, and I was, like, posting on TV on 4chan, like, Snyder betrayed us. <laughs> <laughs> How could he have done this? Like, dude, like, I was expecting Cape Kino, and it was Cape shit. Hey, man, what, but what <laughs> if this that happens? Was, let me, let me give you another little, little brain nugget. So mm. Justice League, the theatrical cut, was super memorable for me, specifically because of how bizarre the whole thing is. 
what if the Snyder Cut comes out and unfortunately it raises the quality, but it brings it up to less memorable levels like it's actually less interesting to me because it's slightly better but not fantastic i think Honestly, you just might be a bad person if if okay if <laughs> Zack snyder's ultimate edition is any indicator like i i just love Zack snyder as an art tour like i i think i would just enjoy the ultimate cut because i just like Zack snyder stuff like it's gonna have the slow-mo it's gonna have all the classical paintings is gonna have some nice christ allegories there's gonna be big like actual actors who are in shape like not roids like actually good physiques and um some guys are gonna get beat the hell up like it's not like marvel movies and shit where it's like these little hits like guys get dingers in Zack snyder movies like dude you see hits and you go ooh, like there's <laughs> other movies you're just like oh whatever yeah, I, I was like, I, I honestly, if we're, I, I don't want to get into it just because I feel like we'll we'll have fun with that when it comes out eventually, but uh, I, I, I think it'll, yeah, like Miles said, like, with any indication, like, the Ultimate Edition, I honestly, if you ever rated, like, if there was a point system or something, and you had BBS, and then you had the Ultimate Edition, there is, like, a two to three point increase when you have the Ultimate Cut. Like, it actually makes it so much more cohesive that you can actually understand it. Hmm. Uh, that it works in its favor just like hopefully i'm hoping that the snyder cut does the same thing and just based off of they he just showed a trailer and played hallelujah and the hairs on the back of my neck just flew up and i felt like my heart like just kind of spontaneously combusted and just in just complete bliss of just like i can't even it's so amazing Again, I, like it's hard it just, for me to judge like what makes it so interesting to me because again i'm fascinated like i dude i completely disagree I, like I, I for me justice league i forgot i don't care because i watched it and i was it ha it didn't hold my interest whatsoever to where i was like eh like i don't i don't want to watch this again because it reminded me of hey this is where you lost your Snyderverse, and this is where you lost that roadmap that was actually going to happen and so for me it just became an unmemorable kind of thing just like a small little example uh the last was i love the franchise resistance that first person shooter franchise the very last title was the resistance burning skies on the vita and it was so bland generic and trashy that i completely just phased it out of my mind like it's not even it was just so like not up to snuff with the rest of the series and what sucked was like you know that was all the way back when the vita came out i feel like it was like 2013 or something so it's been that long and the franchise just ends there with its pants down and i'm just like oh for, uh, for fuck's sake and I, i'm just like oh whatever i still have the good shit and it's like the same thing with uh this one as well where justice league kind of represented the same thing for me and that's why i would say it's the kind of worst if we're if we count that as a batman movie i would easily say justice league i mean it heavily features batman so yeah so then I would, I would say justice league say, yeah, then without a doubt um, i also say real fast though miles do you remember when we, well, i don't know how you guys were but when miles and i watched pvs i think we legitimately lost it like we couldn't believe when jesse eisenberg lex Luthor comes out and 
Miles, do you remember that music that starts playing, like that piano villain music where it's like, and it's like actually the most out of any comic book movie I have ever watched in my entire life. My entire life, it had the most comic booky mustache twirling music I have ever heard, and I could like I could not fathom what was going on. I was like, I see, yeah, Zack Snyder just has like simpleton case which i just love like dude this guy is just like yo i need a bad guy theme and it, yeah it, it honestly is like so the only thing that just kills me is like i can't believe a theme like that was kind of I, I wouldn't say it was wasted on jesse eisenberg but if they had portrayed this character better that theme i think would have been like an iconic theme like he, yeah dude it's it's shocking that it was used in something that kind of got culturally glossed over because it, it, it truly is incredible like it, that was such a good scene though, where he just has up to no good. It's such a good up to no good theme, man. I um, now that you mentioned it, dude, I'm probably gonna listen to it as soon as we end this podcast <laughs> and think a, a scheme on some stuff. But oh, dude, I I think the the thing with with BBS and I guess Zack Snyder's kind of thing with Ben Affleck as a whole, the thing I I, I don't like about I guess how it was treated and also like why what I don't like about the the product itself is you you it's something you never got to see the full extent of the concept like at least with Nolan's Batman trilogy you have um the Dark Knight where where you got a movie where nothing really went wrong production wise he got to do all the ambitious things he wanted to do and every you know everyone liked it it was good success but in Dark Knight Rises, things went wrong, and then that's how that's the film they had to make. And then same with like the the trilogy before Nolan's one. Uh, well, not even the trilogy; it's like a quadrilogy. I, I enjoy that one because at least you still have Batman '89, which is like, and Batman Returns, which you get, you get two solid Batman films where the vision gets to be taken to its zenith. I don't think Batfleck has been able to be taken to its zenith. Which is which is really frustrating because like I I really wanted like at least one Ben Affleck standalone Batman movie where the producers just let Zack Snyder do what he wanted, and in, in the same way like Man of Steel, I'm glad that exists for Zack Snyder's superhero fiction because that was like I think it, it's truly an uncompromised vision whether you like it or not like that Zack Snyder Superman versus his other movie other superhero movies. I feel like there's there's other chefs in the kitchen. Um, like I, I would love to see another one of those warehouse fight scenes with Ben Affleck's Batman. Like that was an, an incredible fight scene. Or um, Dylan actually had a really good point where I enjoy that like Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne is at an underground fight club betting on fights, and no one is like, "Dude, that's Bruce Wayne." Like. People are used to seeing him in venues like that, so it's not weird. <laughs> so so I, I actually thought that was like a really good I, I think for his character. And then and then on top of that, he goes to like the real fancy event and everyone's like, oh wow, Bruce Wayne's here. And you're like, dude, this guy's dude, like getting up to a whole pack of nonsense. So um yeah, that that's just my my piece on like bad and good Batman. So unfortunately, Justice League is like the most diluted Batman film out of all of them, and yeah, that's that's why I think it's the weakest. Yeah, cool. I would also say real fast, just to like, uh, just 
I feel like we could do an episode on this one too, but like, uh, like Miles said with Man of Steel, like that's a full, complete, like one character, one single thing going on. But then you have the issue of Warner Brothers wanting to catch up with Marvel. And instead of doing these single pieces, like you could have, uh, I think, remember, you guys remember that rumor for BBS where it was like, oh, it's going to be two parts. The first one's called Batman v Superman, Shadow of the Bat. And the second one's Dawn of the Justice. Yeah, like the, the yeah. first one would have been a lot more Batman focused. I was like, if that had actually happened, imagine how much better things would have been too. Cause obviously like they weren't going to give us a Batman film, especially too. We just had the Nolan movies. Like it was so quickly happening because they wanted to play catch up so fast that they went, Hey, we're just going to skip the, the build up part. And we're just going to do the climax. And everyone was like, why the fuck did you do the climax without anything building up? That didn't work. But yeah, uh, the- that's on back, dude. Shadow of the Bat. What a wicked title! Yeah, it's, it it just shows you the it shows you the meddling and then like all the shit he had to deal with for corporate fucking greed. <laughs> and and dude, I, I did I did like how um, like dude, e- even though there's a lot of like cope analysis on BVS where like people like try to analyze it, the thing I like is like Marvel is just like Pentagon defense. Department of Defense propaganda. Like, there's there's nothing to it. No matter how much people want to like bend into it, it the thing fast I like about food, man, it's fast. Yeah, food. It's fast food. The thing I like about Zack Snyder is like the the guy is not like the deepest dude, but the imagery and themes he tries to discuss are still there. Like, you can still have discussions about Zack Snyder's work. Like, I I enjoyed even um, even if they're very. Yeah. <laughs> Full surface like, level yeah I mean. yeah like at least i enjoyed that like they, it was a different take on batman contrasting superman where whereas like everyone you, you listen to like all the comic book guys who didn't like it and stuff and they're just like oh superman's supposed to be happy and batman's supposed to be sad like that's what it, all it really boils down to but like the thing i liked in, in zach snyder's bbs is batman represents security whereas superman's hope Whereas, like, you know, you hope that Superman's going to be a great guy with all this power, and he is. So it, it just plays on faith and hope, and, like, you know, there's no guarantee for anything, but let's just hope for the better. Whereas Batman's like, yo, like, that's actually insane. People put all their their faith in something that could go so wrong. And um, it, I thought it was, like, extremely relevant for, like, a year's con- controversial 2016. Like, they, they attempted... Like a superhero movie tried to be politically re- relevant, uh, even if it didn't succeed. I thought that was like a pretty intelligent move. Um, and then even on top of like everyone grills the Martha scene where where they're like, I can't believe. Love that like, scene. Yeah, dude. The the thing that kind of I think is so weird is when you just look at like when you make friends, it's often of these random coincidences that you find out you like the same thing or or you're related in some aspect and and that's the spark of friendship like all the deepest friendships come from that just that one instance where you're like wow i can appreciate this guy so So these these films we all agree are deeper than marvel films we we all agree easily at least agree on that but yeah they're about as deep as a a high school film student's final project wait hey that's that's the thing like for for me like depth doesn't have it doesn't have to be like the marianas trench just the right. fact it has depth 
is some is good enough for me. Like a John Woo film doesn't have to be deep, but at least it, it can have a discussion to it. Like at least we can talk about it. But also like, films movie, that don't have depth at all, like I mean Pacific Rim can like the, the Pacific Rim's depth came from its contextualization. Yeah. Like like I've not I've yet to see a movie that took its internal logic that seriously. Like yeah. all the stupid Reddit uh I don't know, is it cinema sins? Oh or, or god. Yeah, that, don't when don't fucking they, talk about yeah, those. Those guys are in those movies. The thing I like about Pacific Rim is there's a reason for all the things they point out. Like they yeah. actually the way to discuss everything in that movie. Those but, guys are not are not doing it right. They're not how film criticism should work. Yeah, They're just doing sure. that for views. Period. Hey man, female actress is not giving me a lap freaking lap dance in this scene. Yeah. Yep, oh my god. One joke. point ding noise. Ding. God, it pisses me off. Oh. Yeah, it's this whole and, and I feel like um sorry, sorry just to, like I just want to finish the point I was kind of going off is like I feel like people were like so allergic to a disinterpretation of like Batman that that they, they didn't even like give it a chance to like spread its wings. I mean, dude, you ask anyone what's the best action scene in a bat in Batman period? the the warehouse scene from BVS like no Batman fight scene comes close to that and um but like so it's like you know why wouldn't you want more of that and people are like oh I don't know like oh like it's too dark I, I yeah. think that uh for me it's not like, sunshine and rainbows and this is gonna kind of bleed into the final point I think what's what's difficult for me is the fact that like that's a really high high like that that's a freaking peak in the movie it's a great scene on its own but like it the rest of the movie loses me pretty hard and so like when the next question is going to end up being and i guess we can kind of address it now which series is the best watch from start to finish um like you had to show it to somebody well for me personally like it would it would actually be the Burton Schumacher series because you get those high highs up front with like legitimate you know good kind of classic Batman movie followed by still a quirky and weird Tim Burton movie but it's still basically the same Batman it's got those good cozy winter vibes great for Christmas it's a Christmas movie and then you get into the Schumacher stuff and it's so straight up goofy that like you can really like psychoanalyze the third film and then the fourth film is just straight up like legitimately goofy entertaining and it's a great drinking movie. Like I feel like that's kind of a good example of like they don't have to be great but like they have something for everybody and it I've realized that when it comes to showing like Batman movies to my girlfriend who like hasn't seen or at one point had not seen any of them. Like, I was most excited to show her the Burton and Schumacher series because I'm like, every single one of these has something we can either, like, genuinely enjoy or have, like, a big laugh at. And so I feel like Batman v Superman, that warehouse fight scene's freaking sick. And I feel like if I were to show that to her, she'd be like, this is sick. But then the rest of the movie would be kind of hard to, like, keep interest. Okay. I guess I'll jump in next. Uh... I would have to like for like I said for me it's very easy. Uh, I would have to say probably the Snyder stuff. Justice League was a fantastic finish. Um, I'm bullshitting this. Uh, that's not actually true. 
for <laughs> real like, though, no it's joking. actually yeah, no, no. Uh, I would, I, 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 hey, I'm, I might be going for it. Like I've been singing a lot. We're talking about this series a lot. Uh, this episode, but uh, I'd have to go with Nolan's trilogy, just because you literally get to see the beginning and birth of Batman, and you get to see the full end of Batman. And you see all the climactic points of his career as Batman. And it's a full story that keeps it in line. Plus, it has the same actor, which is nice, of course, as well. It goes through all of it. You don't really have anyone besides, um, uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, what's her name that played uh, uh, his love interest in the first movie? Oh, and they recast her. It's... Uh, what's her name she date she uh went out with tom hanks uh, tom tom cruise Are you talking uh, about in in the dark night specifically well no that one was maggie gyllenhaal yeah and the first one was i forget the actress's name holy shit but you know what i'm talking about that's like the only cast change everything else is so complete like you actually have more of a universe of characters too you have you have bruce as katie as holmes, bruce right? you have katie holmes that yeah they should have had katie holmes again but they, you know i don't know what happened uh but you have Bruce as Bruce Wayne and as Batman in like a long length of time. It's not just like the cover Bruce mm-hmm. Wayne. There's a full Bruce Wayne. You actually have Alfred going through besides just being like that. Oh, it's Alfred. It's like, oh, he's like fully there, like throughout his entire journey. Uh, you have Lucius Fox, which you never get to see. Like you actually have characters that are popping up that you won't necessarily oh, get Batman, in all the others. Alfred, Bat- I had too much to drink. Freaking! <laughs> I love how you said. I was like, "All right, Batman, Captain Jack Sparrow." Alfred offered Batman a sandwich, and he said he'd get drive-through. He cares about him. Yeah, <laughs> you remember and, that junk? Yes, I do. And but you have like all of them. You even have like a full rogues gallery that comes in. Like you have the more obscure characters you don't expect. You have Talia and Razel Ghoul. You have like multiple villains in it that don't overdo it like it's not like um i guess around that time like you do have what was it spider-man 3 was that proven point of just like god so many villains stop it uh whereas like this one it always had two each movie had two and it worked each time uh with those two that like they they just worked full cohesiveness and it was fantastic like i i can't not give nolan for it like obviously yeah we know like his flaws and everything else but these movies for me are which i know my opinion may not be like it it can probably be controversial now because i know everyone's been giving him a lot of shit lately uh but like these movies are what made nolan my favorite director with everything else like he made on the like before during i guess before in between and afterwards just more reinforcing it for me until dunkirk that she kind of made things a little (laughs) sad but before that everything just kind of like became a full thing where I'm like, I really enjoy this man's takes on film. And I love the style of cinematography, his really depth with audio and just, he loves shooting shit in IMAX. And he made, he made me really get into IMAX films, like going to the IMAX instead of going to a regular theater. Like I actually started going for more because of that, because of watching like all three Batman movies and IMAX and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. those movies just did so much. And um, they, they IMAX still... actually 
did the exact opposite for me, but continue. But I'll just close off saying just like, yeah, they still hold a very powerful place in my heart as like, honestly, even like as just in terms of a trilogy, because we, you know, everyone talks about what's the best trilogy and you get all all those up there. This is easily probably one of the top ones by far. Like it's probably in my top five somewhere. I'm not sure where, but easily one of my top five trilogies of all time. Yeah, I I think um, just just to add to to the common saying, I I genuinely like the Nolan trilogy because one that that gave me like a love of film, and also I think it's the most competent out of the um, out of the older trilogies, like the most seamless to watch. But one thing I will say about the Zack Snyder thing that I guess to contextualize my defense of it, so I'm not just being contrarian. The thing I genuinely like about those movies is like. Throughout, throughout, I guess, college and high school and stuff, no one really got the type of art I was drawing. So it, it's one thing to draw like like soldiers and explosions and stuff. It's another thing to draw that badly and be passionate about it. So before I was good at it, you know, people are like, oh, you should just draw something else. Or, or why did you draw that? Or like, yo, you know, I don't really know why you're so into this. Dude, my whole life. And then finally you start meeting people who are like, oh, I get it. Like, I see what you're doing. Oh, dude, it's like you're just trying to make like the like Halo into like your own type of thing. I dig it, right? I see it. Like, and and that it makes it a whole new level of passion because you're like, finally, I have an audience that gets what I'm doing. So instead of like trying to change yourself to fit the masses, you can you can finally start specializing and molding yourself artistically. The thing I admire about Zack Snyder is despite all his movies being critically panned, except for maybe one or two, uh, he still makes movies in his style and genuinely appreciates the people who still like them, irregardless of their popular uh, perceptions. So, like, I I enjoy that that he's he's almost one of the most, like, stylistically, um, with the highest stylistic integrity. I think in popular Hollywood, where like like he he's yet to buckle into anything someone else says to him. That's why I would call him an artur over an artist. Like like he's stuck that way, and I, I genuinely appreciate it. Like Ultimate Edition is not going to be an imitation of, or he's not even probably going to listen to what the critics even said about his work and what his superheroes. So like I I, I love how like the Ultimate Edition's coming out. And all those like redditors and all those smart asses and mean people who were like just so angry and artists made something. And and it's not like he was like, I'm gonna destroy Batman, or like it wasn't like vindictive like The Last Jedi, where it was like that swarmy, like, hmm, you like Star Wars? Well, I'll give you Star Wars. Like <laughs> just, just so like um I, I genuinely like that's why I love and support his movies. And then at the same time, like, yeah. It's, it's a great satisfaction to because ironically, the very theme of like doing the right thing, despite what the world tells you to do in superheroes, he embodies that as an artur. And I think it's funny because like, you know, the public, they, they, they're scared and they hate Batman. And then they like the public just treats Zack Snyder the same way. Like it's it's like almost like poetry and it comes out in his film in such a delightful way. So that's why I like his movies the most. But I will say the Nolan's the most like competent to watch. Like I'm not that against the logic of, of what people are saying. Like clearly just watch the best movies if you have to watch a trilogy. But yeah, that's that's my reasoning for it. 
<laughs> of course. I feel like we're all, like, we're all tired. Like, Do I have to pick one? Yeah. <laughs> Ty's got a gun to your head. And he's just like, yeah. Listen, dude. <laughs> Watching four Batman films in a row. Well, I don't think I don't know, dude. They, I don't, I don't think I like any of them anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's really. Like- I, I think Batman and Robin is the only one that I really enjoy anymore because it's like the farthest thing away from what we've come to know about Batman. But I, I think I would show them the Tim Burton movies. But they're gonna go about it the same way that everyone went about it the first time they saw it. They saw the first two, they liked them a lot. Saw Batman Forever. They said, oh, "Okay, this is weird. I don't know if I like it." And they saw Batman and Robin, and they either loved it or hated it, if for many different reasons. And then when they go back to it, you know, it's it's weird. Okay, I'm just gonna be watching Batman '66 every. You know what? Here's here's what I would show them. You want to see a good Batman film? I'm gonna show y'all Dark Man, and then Dark we're gonna watch. Man. Then we're gonna go watch RoboCop afterwards, and then. You're going to totally forget about wanting to watch a Batman film because all of your fun vigilanteisms have have been satisfied. May I ask you this, Roman? Do you still at least enjoy all of the animated takes of Batman? I I mean, yeah. I, hell yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> Batman, the animated series, is is so much fun to watch because it still feels like a detective noir, you know? Yeah. Watching watching the Dark Knight Rises or not the Dark Knight Rises, the Dark Knight Returns animated films were fantastic. I loved Peter Weller as as Batman, going back to Robocop. Um Frank Miller, even though he's like an evil son of a bitch, wrote a really good story. Um oh, Frank Miller. Yeah, he's still writing. You know, he's still writing sequels to Dark Knight. Uh, oh, actually, that is a double-edged uh, question that you asked me. So, throwing out some that I love, uh, and even with the greatest, uh, the possibly. So, I'm not a Batman fan. Uh, I'm not even really a comic book fan. I read comic books. Not a huge fan. I love the Killing Joke comic, and I still do. But that Killing Joke animated film. We don't talk about that. One. And we're not going to talk about it. I, I won't. I won't. All, all I'm going to say is it was a waste of money and it ruined a date. And it, and oh. it, was, a, it was a bad experience. Thank you, Killing Joke animated film. Oh, man. They could have just made it a 30-minute thing and have it be fun. What a, anyway, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I do want to, real fast before we do close out here, guys, I did want to ask real fast what your opinions were, just very short ones, just uh, did you guys at least enjoy the, kind of one of the more recent Batman films, but animated, the Lego Batman movie? Uh, yeah. You know what? As a parody, the it was first great. one was good. Yeah. I think um, it it's not like, it's weird. It's weird to call it a Batman movie because it, it has nothing to do with anything that's like even remotely. It has Sauron. It's it's weird, yeah. It's like, it's got all these goofy <laughs> pop culture references. Not and, a Batman and, film. And and none of the characters, the characters are there in name, but like none of them are there like truly in personality. Like Mm-mm. the freaking 
Lego Joker like even like had an opportunity to basically be a Joker adaptation because like he's goofy by nature and they could have done like a Batman 66 thing but even he's not he's just like chock full of pop culture references but somehow like despite all of that it made me really laugh as like somebody who's like been like through all of these Batman movies like the good and the bad like uh Mm -hmm. I like I freaking really got a good laugh out of like the bit where Joker's hijacking the plane in Lego Batman and he's like he'll he'll never stop me and they're like what about that time with the two boats what about that time with the Prince song like what what about that time with the shark repellent like they're just like naming off every Batman adventure that was like really legitimately funny I'm like this isn't a Batman movie but it's something (laughs) and it made me laugh so I guess it's good but but at the same time like saying that the Lego Batman movie is a Batman movie just because batman's in it 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 is but it's not even batman it's just will arnett it's that it's closer to a bojack horseman movie yeah like it's it's uh nothing about it said batman except for the costumes and referencing films and animated series i mean my my issue with it is like okay one, one thing i enjoyed is I do think there's a serious market for meta comedies like that. Like genuinely I'm surprised no one's made more types of like, I guess a Lego Batman movie. Like I'm surprised they haven't made like a star Wars movie like that. That's like a a sweeping, it's like an original story, but it's just like a sweeping commentary on the whole franchise. Like I'm surprised no franchises have really done that type of thing, but I guess a lot of movies don't have that, that sort of, history to it and breadth of reference to to take in but yeah on the flip side it's like dude i use it as like a derogatory comment but like it just has like redditor syndrome where like i think that it's ironic how for for a site that seems to stress individuality everything kind of mends together into like a, a zetgeist so like it was really a product of that where it's like rather than see an artistic interpretation of Batman, which you could argue this is, they would rather have the, like, it's Batman, but it's funny. Like, and it's like, okay. Like, it's, it's a movie I watched once. It was entertaining. Didn't need to see it again. I don't think I'd watch any of the sequels. Meanwhile, Batman 66 over here is also 100% Batman and also funny. Batman yeah, right? and Robin is also yeah. Batman but funny. Like <laughs> Yeah. Which I, I guess at the end of the day we can all say the I know Roman you don't like him, but like the best part about Batman is you could have so many varying takes on him. He's just so flavorful where you can have this many different types of versions that anyone can say is their Batman or something like that like even to the point where there's even different animated shows where it's like you have animated series which is like the actual detective but also still like serious also somewhat com- like not comical but like it doesn't take itself too seriously batman then you have like batman the brave and the bold where it's just so golden age ridiculous that they have songs there's a song about uh batman's penis being bigger than all of the other superheroes dicks and it's like Catwoman, Huntress, and uh, Black Canary singing about his dick, and it's fantastic. It's actually a really good song. You guys should listen to it. A superhero film, and this, I guess this goes for comic books, but 
it's only as good as the villains. It's only as good as its villains. That's why Batman, that's why Batman films are so appealing is because Batman has the best villains. Like I could not give a shit about like the next Spider-Man movie, the next Iron Man movie or the next whatever whatever other name a superhero i could not care about it but batman i'm a little interested every time a new movie drops because batman's villains are just so damn interesting yeah i think like with the upcoming like robert pattinson batman movie i'm less interested in robert pattinson as batman and more interested about this insane like detective riddler, riddler plot that yeah gonna, oh i'm yeah. in yeah i'm, I'm oh, in I'm and i don't care i don't care about batman but i am so in to yeah. see what they're gonna I do i want to see him with the riddler. around in the night and find some freaking clues and figure out who this dude is who's like sending freaking runaway cars into banks and freaking covering his face in duct tape i want to know who this is like that's so that's, that's interesting <laughs> that's why i'm so excited just still being a batman fan is because like at least in terms of films like in the comics you know like I'm still waiting for him and Calvin to get married. That's the whole thing. It's the thing that's been happening for like three years now. It's fucking insane. But uh, for the movies, I have two fantastic things that are happening for me right now. I have the true culmination of Zack Snyder's work happening with the Snyder cut and getting Batfleck. And actually they're doing like small reshoots and I'm getting more Batfleck potentially where it's like, hey, if they're doing this and they're putting this much money into this, there is still a slight hope. I might see more Batfleck even after this and after the Flash movie because he's going to be in there too with Michael Keaton, both of them potentially being Batman together what? in the same movie, yeah. which is going to, I'm going to die. These movies are going to, like after these movies, I might just not live anymore. I'll be like, it's it, that's it. That's as good as life is going to be. And then it's going to just be over. I'm going to dis- uh, disintegrate or some shit. But I have that. And then at the same time, I have a, tr- a new trilogy of full-on detective Batman, which we've never really ever seen on the big screen before, of Batman being truly a detective, and this is why it's a comic book reader's dream, is because it's, like, not necessarily a cinematic take on Batman. It's, hey, let's actually make this man into a full detective, and it's, like, noirish and stuff, and even the outfit just looks like the boot at the minute i saw those boots i died and went to heaven i don't even know why but i was just like i'm i'm in sold take my goddamn money like i'm i'm got me got me and there's gonna be three movies of this i am ready for this and it's all separate from the ones that ben affleck are in like it's not in this universe of dc stuff. yeah it's, it's like a multiverse thing. man like yeah. my only critique on it where i'm kind of hurt is like yeah i i don't like superheroes without the fantasy and like the, the thing I like about, say, like, Long Halloween and, like, all the detective-intensive uh, Batman stories in the comics is, like, like what Roman was saying is, like, he's a detective that dresses up like a bat. Like, it, it's, like, his work uniform. And I, it just feels like, like, whenever they have, like, the combat armor Batman, I'm like, dude, I, I love it if, if he was in that tactical suit and as soon as he shows up, they're like, it's Batman, and they're, like, shooting at him and stuff. But like as a detective, dude, you don't need to wear a flak jacket while you're just talking to hookers. Like they, so they have said um, <laughs> that there's going to be two suits in oh, okay. the bat. So that this is the so this is the interesting part. Um, for the coming bat, the Batman, uh, this is year two. This is his second year of being Batman. So he's already re- re- like you already got past the origin point. 
He's still very new though. He's still getting into it. So I think because he's not as used to himself yet, potentially I'm just pulling the shit out of my ass, but that's probably why he's still armored the way he is. But also, um, speaking of long Halloween, that's pretty much what it looks like. This movie is taking from a lot, which also dark Knight took specifically too, just because it has that full trifecta with the crime going on, like the, the crime families plus like the trifecta of, uh, Gordon, uh, Dent and Batman together. But this takes the full, like, Hey, someone murdered someone on every month of this year on a holiday. Like, Mm. that's why I'm like, this potentially takes that vein of stuff. It takes that vein and also, I think, potentially will take the vein of the actual book, Batman Year Two. Uh, so mm-hmm. this is why I'm really, really excited for that. And it just, it feels so... Like, obviously, yes, Hot Topic is going to fucking make shit tons <laughs> of money off of this. But it doesn't... It's just that perfect, like, layer of just dark, black, noir, everything. I, I'm I'm just... I'm ready. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. And I got Batfleck. I got both. I'm I literally just get to hug two Batman at the same time and go, it's my birthday every day. Like I'm I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I just hope I'm just like hoping that it's not one of these visions that gets cut short where it is not like a Terminator salvation where like they make this hokey first act and then you hear all this great stuff about what it was gonna be. And I'm like, they should have just put that in the first movie, dude. Right. Like, but weren't you happy with Terminator Genesis? Dude, only the opening <laughs> scene. Only the future stuff. Dude, the, the only the only thing, well, I guess we have to omit this because it's so irrelevant, but the, the only thing I liked about Terminator Genesis is the fact that like they attack the Skynet base, and then he's like, What the hell? Like, you know, the main forces are are fighting the actual battle at the real Skynet base, and he's like, I know this is the one, and like they find the time machine. I thought that was lit where we're like, yeah, all the soldiers are confused until they find the time machine. And then Kyle Reese goes in, but I'm like, that should have just been the ending of Terminator salvation. Like everything else is just like, okay. Damn. Yeah. I'd agree with that. All right. Uh, any last remarks from everyone? Are we all, everyone pretty Um, much good to go? I'd say, yo, Batman easily one of the best, if not the best cinematic comic book character. So naturally there's going to be like an insane amount of interpretations. And I do like all of them for what they are. And um, it, it kind of boils down to preference because there's so much diversity. Like you have good Batman films that are gritty and you have good ones that are fantastical. You also have bad ones that are gritty and then bad ones that are fantastical. So in that like cubed diagram, you can really put yourself wherever you please. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, heck, we gotta schedule another one of these in the future because we're gonna have more Batman films. You know, Lord knows it's never gonna end. <laughs> I mean, we could. We, I mean, I I feel like we could just do one. Like the next one we do is probably just gonna be on the animated series. Yeah, it literally could be. I, I just gotta Ooh, do like get, a full recap. Get get Dylan Gray in uh, for that one because I'm not gonna be very good. <laughs> oh God, Dylan! Oh, Sorry, dude. <laughs> Don't make me get Dylan. Yeah, arch nemesis. Get, uh, get Dylan. Get Dylan because I'm just gonna be a I'm gonna be a wet blanket the whole time. Oh God! All right. Well, you, yeah. All right. But all right, guys. I think that's everything then. So once again, this has been up and down to it. 
or sorry up to it down to it i can't believe i did that we've been drinking i'm sorry we, guys i haven't been drinking i'm completely sober i've been sober since quarantine started like man. We can oh that's even camera. more sad comron i threw you a life jacket and you just didn't <laughs> just even it. acknowledge it i'm still hey. i'm still haven't uh mentally recovered from thinking about two simultaneous fat films happening sorry that's probably what it was but once again up to it down to it uh, usually it'll be the four of us talking about a specific topic, trying to make it as structured as possible, but still letting the chaos come in, and we'll just say whatever we please for the most part. Uh, we will probably be coming back soonish this month because we've been actually waiting for October, and we do want to talk either some interesting folklore or spooky tales, something like that. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. We'll be, I-, I think the gap between two and three will be a lot smaller than the gap between one and two because it's pretty much been like a month since our last or a month and a half i want to say since our last episode that actually was fully out instead of just not even being fully recorded uh but besides that of course if you want to follow this podcast you can at sutra side talk on twitter or instagram that's where you're going to get all your updates for everything uh you like i said it'll just be sutra side talk it'll be the same name on instagram or twitter that's just the podcast that this is all part of which you could totally listen to sutra side talk that's a show where uh, myself and another co-host james uh talk about games movies tv news and what we've been playing and watching uh it's a little bit more of a weekly format that's much different than this one uh but of course uh you can also follow ty at uh it's titanic yes right? Uh, it's Titanic on Twitter. I'm cooking up art now, which makes me feel really good. Yeah, Ty um, released a 3D, <laughs> like a 3D pumpkin monster thing. I'm making Halloween. So I got another one. I'm cooking up that I'm maybe gonna put out tomorrow. Is it your most successful post? I feel Dude, like yeah, it freaking took off. Got I like a, a shit ton of a... yeah. 3D model of a Trudy Castle drawing. And uh, Ty, if you don't uh, make an Instagram in five seconds, I'm going to beat you. I swear to God. I just got to pay that guy who has the Roman, the way you said that, it didn't sound like you were going to beat him. It just sounded like you're going to do something else with beating him. All right. (laughs) Anyways, it's freaking I T S T Y T A N I C on Twitter. Follow me for art. I'm a 3D modeler and texture artist for a VFX company. I make art in my spare time. I'm going to keep doing it. As much as I possibly can outside of work, I'm getting real hyped on some Halloween spooky stuff. Check it out. And you could follow Roman on Twitter. He uses it never because he made it, I think, only for a school project. So you can actually follow him <laughs> on Instagram at uh, Revolver Roman, right, Roman? Yep, that's it. Yes. Revolver Roman, two he's, words, one word, whatever. He's got some fantastic movie posts he does one pretty much every day and it always feels like he's got great production going on because he's got skeletons and blood and different makeup like every day for a different film and it's honestly pretty fucking good so you should definitely oh, check man. it out it's gonna be a stressful october i'm posting one for all 31 days of halloween Jeez. he he was most <laughs> inspired by batman forever's amount of cocaine so he'll be doing cocaine to get through all of it. <laughs> that would be a that'd be a great horror film to post during this <laughs> and finally you can follow miles at on twitter and instagram uh at the count of s for both right miles uh you could find me for for both but it's just miles <laughs> if it's instagram oh, okay gotcha but it's count of s for twitter though right yeah for twitter's okay. the count of s and you Very can follow all of, on sorry. save the antics 
Yes, so, he, he's got some fun takes, but also a shit ton of fantastic art. This man's got really awesome stuff going on. Definitely check it out, and especially keeping on his stuff for Inktober because he'll be. You're still, I know, like you lost stuff, but you're still going to be putting stuff out, right? Uh, apparently, Inktober is a conspiracy. We have to do a podcast on that one. Oh, uh, I oh sure. actually, so I'd love maybe, to. Maybe, maybe God help me out here. <laughs> okay. And finally, of course, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at GoGoComzilla. Uh, I just pretty much will be posting nothing but random political stuff sometimes. Or uh, actually, you know what? You're just going to see a shit ton of Godzilla stuff. I literally just like and retweet Godzilla shit. Uh, that's pretty much the most of it just because I handle the podcast Twitter. So that's where you're going to find all the important stuff. Um, other than that, you know, that's really it for me. I just kind of work at company called microsoft and do small stuff there honestly i don't do anything important uh otherwise uh i do game audio that you will maybe see in the future on other games uh currently the only one out now is midnight ultra which you can find on steam uh which is a very fast-paced shooter that is in the doom or in the vein of doom not the doom of vein i was going to say that but uh that's where you can find me of course uh but that is that uh we will catch you guys later on this month with some spectacular topics, I think. Hello, Roman. You motherfuck bitch. God damn it. Okay. You a motherfuck bitch? Yes. Oh, okay. He's mother. He's motherfuck bitch. That's all yeah. the all the fucking calls I've been getting today. Every single phone call. It's a different number. It's the same fucking guy. It's like guy? the guy who's just like, hi, this is John with AT&T and we've called to talk to you about uh, your extended warranty. And I'm like, I, I have T-Mobile. Fuck you, motherfucker, bitch. And then just hang up every fucking phone call today. It sucks. There you go. What's up? Fuck you, motherfucker, bitch. <laughs> I fuck on? you up, bitch. Yeah, I'm gonna just to play it safe. I will turn off my video just because uh, I want as little you're, interference you're as so possible. Afraid. Oh yeah, you I'm want motherfucker, bitch. You're scared. I'm scared that you're gonna see my face when I have to say, tell you straight face that the Dark Knight is the worst movie ever made. <laughs> I'm really tied by the power of God. I will come through this screen. I'd, I'd really love it if we somehow all did actually have the same answers. I, I did absolutely no preparation, so I'm very excited. I actually did fewer, like, less preparation on this than I did for uh, any of the others, so the other two. You motherfuck beach. <laughs> I fuck you up, motherfuck beach. It's waiting on Miles. It's good to know Actually, nobody's going to like... Can, <gasps> Where is Miles? He's here. He's right he's there. Not. He just muted. I just don't know where... Yeah, no, he, has, he hasn't unmuted himself yet. He though. hasn't said anything. Yeah. Riddle me this, Batman. Sucking and fucking and sucking and fucking. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> What's the, what are some of the weirdest, like... I remember that we watched a bunch of Batman 66 and some of the Jokers... The Jokers, jeez... The Riddler's riddles, like the solutions that they come up with, they jump through like 10 hoops to get there. Um, 
and it doesn't even make any sense but like it was the right answer oh like the fucking um oh shit my favorite one it's just like all right three men are in a boat and and they fuck yes and they fuck we should we save this I refuse to talk about anything Batman until yeah we should just wait we should wait until because I still don't Miles unmutes himself come on Miles where are you oh oh oops sorry guys I oh oh my (laughs) (laughs) you're out we're like why is Miles muted (laughs) yeah we were telling you oh I guess I had to speak up son of a bitch oh my god yeah dang I was saying it's it's been the month from hell see I got so roughed up. 